Now enter the lab of Zestabar Fort Salma, episode 58. Second episode of this week. Uh, yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday night. On Monday night, we recorded 57 for y'all. Uh, went about an hour. We covered <laughs> some good topics. Had a lot of uh, show and tell, a lot of videos on that episode. As I was editing the, the episode today, I was like, oh, I really got one, one copyright playing on that. Exactly. <laughs> And we got it on the world of darts, which was a great episode. Definitely go check out uh, 57. This episode is recorded on Tuesday night and will be um, put out on Thursday morning. We wanted to have a guest on this episode, uh, getting ready for the NFL playoff, uh, you know, season. This is an exciting time for people, you know, obviously every Sunday, Saturday, Monday, now is even more consumed by by viewers and, and more money's on the table, more bets. And, and we're glad we have this guest um, entering the lab today. Uh, we've been following her for over a year. We've been following her content. She's uh, a great personality. Never talked to her. Only for We've sure. only talked to her five minutes prior to this. And uh, she's even better than I thought because uh, we like people to have energy and, and uh, that can speak about sports. So we're going to get to know her on this episode, as you guys do, listening and, and watching. So, um, Jill Bejol of She's Game Obsessed podcast entered the lab. Hello. Hello. Hey. You did a great job on the, the name pronunciation. I yes. Thank you. Yeah, I, I always have to make sure. Of him, like, practicing how to say it right before <laughs> In the mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we appreciate you joining us and entering the lab, even though you're on vacation. So talk to that. Where are you in the world? Yeah, uh, currently in the Cayman Islands, uh, here with just a fun group of people. It's, I, I, I mean, I, I tweeted out earlier today saying, I think it's official. I'm just moving to the Caribbean. Uh, tidbit for any of you, if you've never been, I highly recommend going. It's a completely different lifestyle and I'm ready to fully embrace it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, we're, we're glad that you uh, definitely came and joined us and especially uh, you know like Ray said on vacation that, that means a lot and we appreciate it of course so um I know a little we know a little bit about you uh you're you're living in South Florida um obsessed with sports especially football but let's backtrack it and, and, and you know we always want to start our episodes when we have a guest on entering the lab of uh, getting to know that person a little bit whether it's uh background whether it's what your favorite sport teams are how'd you get into sports obviously being a a a, a lady um because that's not as common you know girl yeah. you know girls are into sports more now than ever and into the betting world but mm -hmm. to be all in like you are on social media and platform and doing it um as you are uh, i'm i'm always intrigued by how people started and um and, and kind of how it led to it so go ahead you have the floor kind of yeah. introduce yourself and, and give your 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 podcast and everything that you I uh, do some love. Of course. Yeah. I, so I actually grew up uh, in New England. I grew up a uh, Patriots fan. So uh, yes, all the, the boo jokes, I see your Giants jersey. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
it just became a passion of mine and it was never something I truly embraced until I was kind of just floating through college, just going to get a degree. And it finally occurred to me midway through college, probably as most people do. And I went, I could, I could do this as a job. Uh, so then I decided to go ahead and pursue it as a career and graduated. And right as I graduated, COVID happened, which is so lovely. So I had to readapt learning what I was going to do with television and broadcasting to social media. So the last realistically two, almost three years has been a journey all on my own of just learning. It's, it's an interesting world out there. I'll say that. But um, sports has just kind of always been something in my life, something I've been passionate about, uh, whether it's been a socialization aspect or just something that I've enjoyed watching for fun. So that's that's where it led me to today. And I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready for bigger things to happen and I'm hoping that happens soon, but I, I very much enjoy where I'm at. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's usually how it is. It's kind of just like a passion that kind of clicks in once you're, when you, once you're young and hopefully you can keep going on it with later, yeah. later in life. Was it like a family member that got you involved or was it just you seeing something like on TV and you're just like, it was, this honestly, is, I love this. So growing up again, New England, it, it, the beginning of the dynasty era of Tom Brady and, and everything, and just being in a neighborhood full of kids that all, we let's play football in the front yard. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it just kind of turned into something. It was always a group activity all together doing and following and knowing. Uh, so that's kind of just where it stemmed from. And then uh, growing up, participating in soccer, I played basketball, I did gymnastics and just getting involved in other sports. Um, but yeah, realistically, I always just fell back on, there was a, a camaraderie, I guess you could say with friends and family and other things of it. So because you're from the New England area, are you all in Boston, New England sport, favorite teams, or since living in South Florida, have you are, are you finicky on both sides, or do you lean towards where you this live? This is his way of asking if you're a Red Sox fan. <laughs> no, so I, my honest truth, I don't follow baseball. So okay. would I say I'm a Red Sox fan? Yes, in the general sense of I'm just of from course. Boston area. Um, but no, I, I'm not. I don't follow baseball enough where I'm educated. I can be like, yes, full in Red Sox fan. Um, same thing with basketball. But I will say, family-wise, nowadays, I do follow along with the Wizards. Um, so, yes, I, I guess I'm a Wizards fan. Uh, however, it's NFL and hockey are my number two, number one, number two sports. Uh, Patriots are my number one. Bruins are my number one. But I've also over the years been so accustomed to different coaching techniques, styles, plays, players, and even just overall, I've gotten to know the story of some teams. And like, for instance, this season, I think we can all say the lions and with their, uh, HBO show, hard knocks. Thank hard knocks. you. Blanking on the name of that. Thank you. That hard knock show really gives just such a love for that lions team. And I, I felt enticed to follow along with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, Number one go back to is always the Patriots, but I, throughout the years, there's players that I really just love and follow as well. Yeah, for it. No, that's definitely cool. I'm kind of that way now too, uh, at least like the last few years because my my sports world hasn't been the greatest. So uh, I've, yeah, I've I've taken a liking to players and 
just kind of got into like the gambling aspect and trying to figure all that out and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely understand what you mean. We're, we're big Jamal Williams fans. I, I love that. Oh, guy. yeah. He, yeah he, he Amazing person. Well. I, I want to have a dance off with him. Absolutely. He's, yeah. he's an electric personality while being like, you could, you, you, you just hear him. And in, in obviously there was an interview after the Sunday night game. He's just, himself he's a yes. nerd i seen another video today that uh, uh the reporter asked him uh, like what does he do in his off season or something like that and he talked about oh no he, he said he wants to go home and and play pokey uh pokemon and the mm-hmm. reporter said pokemon and he like mm-hmm. it's just like that <laughs> stuff like yeah it's just like that type of stuff you don't hear from athletes like no. nerds and athletes usually don't come together and he's like the 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 statue for that and it's awesome to see like players be themselves yes. no matter how cool yes. it may seem well yeah and especially i feel like realistically you can go as far back and say like michael jordan created that celebrity aspect but in the last five five or so years the idea of a celebrity aspect to uh athletes has completely changed so to see somebody that you would ha- hold up on a pedestal and be like that's a celebrity that's a really important person and have them just be fun goofy a little bit more relatable in essence is is great and that's what Hard Knocks is good at um, since they've been doing it 15 years. Hard Knocks is a terrific behind the scenes, and, and it's something that I've never played the game of football. Um, I, I play basketball and baseball, and it just gets me ready to put my head through a wall uh, because that that experience and that things the things you don't see every single week, and you get that raw um, behind the scenes. The fact that it's HBO, that they, they could curse – and being themselves is awesome. So I love that you brought that up because um, every single year I look forward to what team is right. on that hard knocks. But social for... media has played played a huge part in how athletes mm-hmm. have become themselves, and we can see a little bit more of their personal lives. So oh, for that's sure. The one good thing about like Twitter that I really like that you can see like what athletes are tweeting out. So shout out that. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to give some love to things that you do real quick before we go into our NFL uh, playoff preview. Uh, She's Game Obsessed podcast, YouTube channel, uh, Spotify. I'm sure you're on Apple, everything. Um, Vegas Insider. I know you do an inside minute. I always see that uh, come up on my feed. Follow, uh, if you're listening, follow her on Instagram and uh, Twitter. It's on the the, the little ticker there. But talk about that, how you got involved with that and kind of how you do your picks and stuff like that. Yeah, so that was actually I had thought about dealing with. Sorry, I don't. I'm just gonna give up on that light. I don't know why it keeps going in and out. Uh, I had thought about doing uh, sports betting and trying to get into it and looking into it. And it was really funny as it coincided right as Vegas Insider reached out to me, and I was like, "What a perfect opportunity! Get involved with the company. I can actually learn from people in the company." And so I've now been there almost a year. Yeah, I'm almost a year. Um, and honestly, I, there's so many betting trends and you can sit and study these betting trends. And do I believe in these betting trends? Absolutely. And I use them coinciding with how I make my picks, but there's so many times where I'll see picks and right away, I don't have to do research. I can just right away, look at it and go, I know the team. I know the players. I know the circumstance of what's going to happen. And I can feel it. Like, for instance, I just did week 18 I picked the Houston Texans to score a touchdown on their opening drive, which hit. And it was like, I just saw that bet right away. And I went, yep, I, 
as as much as people love to make fun of the Texans, I found them to be a team for as little as they had. They did a lot with that team that they had. So it was one of those I right away went, they're capable of doing it. I know they can, and they're going to hit it. And, sure and they they blew their opportunity to get the number one overall pick with that game, which is crazy because right. it's like Lovey Smith is a veteran head coach, and he's not going to try to try to lose a game, and it's wild. Lose, the Colts wanted to lose too because the Colts all in, yeah. yeah. They haven't had a quarterback since Andrew Luck. Let's be real. So the Colts needed. The, I think the Colts had more incentive to lose that game than the Texans did because I'm going to be honest. I know in the draft, obviously, I think the Texans are going to pick a quarterback. But my honest, wholehearted opinion on Davis Mills, he is not that bad. He has done a lot with very little <laughs> this season. And if people discredit him on that, they're all wrong, and they were not watching the same games I were. <laughs> Absolutely. For anything to add on right before we get into some playoff stuff, anything if you want to go, if you want to save your pro Dolphins running the table for <laughs> for the picks, let me know, or we'll get right into it. No, let's no, just let's, get. Let's you get know right what? We're going to end up talking about the Dolphins anyway, so let's just get yeah, right on into it. Very good point. Love it. So we're going to lead off. We're going to go in order of. So this, I love the NFL, what they've created. They've mm -hmm. overtaken weekends now when they do these playoff games. Instead of just Sunday all-day football, they do Saturday, Sunday, and to my shock, Monday night. So yeah. Saturday matchups, Seahawks at Niners. The Niners mm -hmm. are giving nine and a half. That's the 430 game. Um, what's your, we'll each go around kind of breaking it down on what we see, what we what we like, but you know, seeing the odds and seeing, you know, the the, the, the Niners, how elite they are on the, uh, well, offense yeah. kind of, and then elite on the defensive end. What's your take on that game? I, I think, I genuinely think, I think the Niners take that nine and they're going to cover it flawlessly, especially defensively, they're going to cover it flawlessly. I love the Seahawks team. I love the middle finger that Geno Smith got to give to everybody this season. Because I was one of those people, I definitely counted him out, and I accepted his middle finger. I think it's a great story the Seahawks have had. However, I always knew from the beginning through the middle towards the end, they were never going to be super successful. So they will go out on this wild card weekend is where my just initial thoughts are. 49ers, what an incredible story they've had this season. And I feel like it's every season for the 49ers. There's so much injuries that they're constantly always battling through. Um, yeah, and that, that's, that's the 49ers story. Every year is injuries. So if, especially with the amount of injuries and players that are important to their team that have been injured, to see them in this position, I would love to see them go far. I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl, however. Four. So I'm looking at this nine and a half. That's, that's a lot of points. Last time these two teams played, it was in Seattle. And I think the spread was like seven. I do like this 49ers team. I'm a big, big Debo Samuel fan. He's one of my favorite players. I believe he's coming back. I like CMC. They're, they're pretty much built for all Brock Purdy has to do is not turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. Like if he's – and I'm, it's going to be his first playoff game. He's a rookie. So it's lucky that they're at home, but I, I like the Seahawks plus nine and a half. I might just take the half point, make it plus 10, just because it's the third time they're playing each other. There's film. Mm -hmm. 
all that kind of stuff, rookie in the playoffs. You never know what could happen. But I think that Shanahan is going to do enough and right by Brock, Brock Purdy to make it real easy for him, especially with Debo and Elijah Mitchell coming back, just little short slants, mm-hmm. screen passes, stuff like that. And then the defense will just will take over. But Geno, love Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Like, South Florida legend. Been watching him since he was at West Virginia. They wrote me off. I ain't right back. Like exactly. Well, he, Quote he of the year. Of a year. Yeah, he, he had a hell of a year. So yeah. I hope it's a close game. I, I think it will be just because it's a divisional game. So Yes, uh, and yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I just – that defense – I, I don't want to count that defense serious. out. Yeah, they're, they're really good. It is serious. That uh, that That – you know, in the playoffs, that defense is – you always want to count on defense, but at the end of the day, you got to score points. So I get that. And they're, they're well-equipped to score points. Obviously, if mm-hmm. Debo's back, uh, McCaffrey's healthy. It, it, the Niners have shown over the last few years, oh, or I, w- I would say the last 20 years, because when the Giants played them, they had Jeff Garcia back in the day, and they were an elite team then. Um, and what was that, uh, 2010, 2011? It doesn't matter who's the quarterback for the San Francisco not, uh, 49ers over the Shanahan's last 20 years. He's done a great job with that. He has created an absolutely incredible system. And he, I, I, I hate saying this, but I, it, it also needs to be said. He's almost like a modern-day Belichick because it was always the joke was Belichick could take anyone and put him into a system and make it work. He's a modern-day version of Bill Belichick, just on the West Coast. Yeah, and I, I – I like that you say that with confidence, too, because when you say that, when you compare, like, new up-and-coming to, you know, goats or legends, you kind of get like, oh, let's see what he is. But, the yeah, the proof is in. he They're relevant no matter who. They uh-huh. started three quarterbacks this year. What three? What team can start three different quarterbacks and still be like, wait, I think they can make the Super Bowl. Like, they're I, the only ones. Right. And completely <laughs> correct, but also I personally, I think – one big mistake on their fault was going and getting Trey Lance. I I will be in, intrigued to see next season how he works out. I, however, do not think he is the fit for the San Francisco 49ers because even when they announced he was starting as the head quarterback, as QB1, people in the locker room came out and was like, why Why is Jimmy not our quarterback? Jimmy's our guy. I, I think there's going he's going to face some adversity in that locker room and trying to build relationships with, with those guys. And being yeah. out the entire doesn't help. The quarterback is the team leader, and if you have multiple team le- uh, quarterbacks, that means you, you, your yeah. guys aren't following one guy. Uh, that's a great point. They're, after this season, they're going to have to reevaluate what they got going on, and I thought last year was the, the time to do that. Obviously, Jimmy G didn't go anywhere else, stayed put, turned out to work out, but then you know Brock Purdy is uh, is in there. You had some for yeah. Nope. So, who, so for the record, Jill – who do you have, 49ers versus Seahawks? I would take 49 in a overall win, 49ers. Fort? Yeah, 49ers. Myself, 49ers. So we want it on record. All you know, so we could we could clip this episode. We could make sure that we hold everybody accountable. Next game. That Saturday. This is an interesting game. I think Love this, this game. is this might be this game and the Ravens Bengals game for me are the the games of the week. Um Chargers, Jaguars, uh, Saturday night football. Uh, the 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 Chargers are only given one uh, yeah. currently. You know, as I look at it, uh, go ahead, talk to me. I love this game, so I'm gonna go. I'll, we're gonna be putting things on record. Beginning of the season, 
I actually posted a video and it was the stupid TikTok filter where random teams popped up and the Jaguars popped up and I decided to do a video and I'm going to just, I'm going to pick their record ending all see at the end of the season. I picked the Jaguars to go nine and eight. And when I tell you the amount of comments that are on that video of, oh, you don't know football, Jaguars will never do that. So for the exact nine, eight to hit, I was like, amazing. So middle finger to all of those people. I love this Jaguars team. Exactly. Love this Jaguars team. And I get it that it's the playoffs and I get teams are more competitive. The Chargers have been such a difficult team to read this season. And if I'm looking at even just the last few weeks, I know the Chargers have been coming up, but I feel like there's been a much larger come up in the Jaguars, much more development, relationship building. I was so skeptical of Trevor Lawrence last season. This season, beginning of the season, I was kind of like, all right, he's giving me the same thing. I don't know what happened in the middle of the season for that to change. I love this Jaguars team, and I'm going all in on them on this game. Yeah, I, I actually lived in Jacksonville for like three years. I didn't go to any Jags games because <laughs> that's not really my team and they weren't that good. But like you said, they have been coming up. Both of these teams are like the last half of the season. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars have won like five in a row and they beat pretty good teams. It's not like they're not like beating whoever. So this playoff game, like you said, it's going to be crazy for the city of Jacksonville. It's going to be crazy for Duval County. They're going to show up. And the fact mm-hmm. that they get a home playoff game, that I mean, it's it's going to be rocking in there. I, I went to oh, yeah. uh, the Colts-Jags game uh, early in the season. Crazy. So, then they get a playoff game, it's going to be fun. Two great running backs, two young quarterbacks. Like, I mean, <clears throat> defensive studs on both sides of, on both teams. So, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to be a little low scoring, more, more low scoring than people think, but – it's going to be a lot of big plays. So yes, I'm, I'm I would agree. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lock in. I'm gonna lock in for this game for sure. So the way I look at this is, uh, I always feel like the Chargers, uh, as far as I've been watching football, are always that pretty team that yeah. never get it done. You know, in the Philip Rivers years, they. I think I seen a stat. I think I said that to you for it the other day, where the uh, one year the Chargers were number one on defense and offense and didn't make the playoffs. Like that was an actual. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, how does that even happen? How does, like, the schedule work against you so much that you don't even make the playoffs in that year? Um, so that that's that blew me away. And and, and it, it it confirms my point even more where the, char- the Chargers is that sexy team. They're that team that you love to watch on Monday when you, they're on prime time and they're electric on offense. But, uh, you know, in the playoffs, man, the Jaguars, they've been proving that uh, when they started off with uh, Tom Coughlin back in the uh-huh. '90s, they made the the conference, um, you know, to go to the Super Bowl. Lost, obviously, they but they were Blake uh, Bortles too. They Blake Bortles. They, yeah. They're they're that franchise that does a lot with a very little. Um, they did it. Obviously, they had that that run with Jalen Ramsey and all that. So, I'm going to say again, I'm not Patriots. Yep. Yeah, that was. Damn that I, that was that was a good time for football. That that matchup that run was was yes. great to watch Jacksonville go through. So, with that being said, I'm gonna take the Jaguars in in a close at home Duval. Uh, it it might be a little sloppy game. It's not gonna oh, be yeah. pretty, and that's what uh, I think they want to turn it into. They want to turn it into a uh, a low scoring game, uh, meaning not 
nobody scores 30 no low scoring right in today's yeah. NFL but I think it's a it's a grimy dirty game that the Jaguars win uh very close as the the spread says so uh for the record I have the Jaguars Jill I think we're all Jags all right two for two moving on yeah love yeah, it I'm, I'm taking the Jags so now we get now we get into the 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 good picks which uh you know one o'clock Sunday first game Bills Dolphins, a lot going into this. Uh, it's probably the most um, promoting, promotive, or uh, you're gonna see a lot of videos of of things before this game. Uh, out of all the games, talk to us, Dolphins Bills. I this game number one. I'm gonna go on record, and I I know I have Dolphins fans that are friends of mine follow me. I do not believe the Dolphins deserve to be in the playoffs. I think I could handpick a couple of other teams over the Dolphins that deserve to be in the playoffs. I hate this game. In a betting standpoint, I hate this game. I think that it honestly could go either way. I have seen, we all have really seen the Bills have games where they show up, they're on fire, they look unstoppable, absolutely amazing, and then all of a sudden they'll have a game where they look awful. And it's the Dolphins are the same way. They can show up. They look absolutely incredible. And then they have games where you're like, what was that? I, if I'm going to go on record of saying who I like and who I think, the fact that it is at home, give me Buffalo. But yeah, this game, this game's a trap game. I think it's not going to be as interesting as people think it is going to be, personally. I, I really, I think this is going to be a dud of a game. Yeah, because we're going to be up by 21 at halftime. So, uh... <laughs> no, I honestly, nine and a half is a lot. It was at 11 yeah. earlier. So, maybe there's news that Tua's doing better in his protocol stuff. If Tua plays, it's going to be a very close game. We beat them week three, which, whatever, it was week three. They had half their defense out. I get it. It's in Miami. It was really hot. The sun was doing its sun thing. Bills fans have still been complaining about that, whatever. And then we went in there, Buffalo. It was cold. They were throwing snowballs at us the whole game. We were – we played well against them. For some reason, McDaniel likes to go away from the run game when it's a close game. And I can't quarter. stand him. I will go I on record. I will also be on record. <laughs> Least favorite coach. I, he wins that. Wow. Yeah. I, he's I, my I, favorite I, coach. I, no. I, mean, I'm I love him. You That's know, crazy. He he is he is stubborn when it comes to that, but I feel like if it's a close game, stick to the run. And I mean, I think we can we can beat this team. We beat them before. It was a three point game early, uh, in Buffalo, so last minute field goal, baby. Just have me <laughs> on the couch, clinched all game, and just clinched. Do it. But clinched. I'm, I'm for it. I mean, another divisional game, like yeah. another divisional opponent. So. We played them twice. It's third time, and let's go, man. I'm hyped. First time in, like, six years, so I, I, I'll take what I can get. But I can see your side of it when you said there's some other teams that could get in and that, that played better towards the end of the season. But Yeah. It, it's, it is always crazy how that works out, how there's teams that make it and others don't. But, you know, I'm not in charge of that. All right. So as a, you know, I, I I was at the Miami game uh, in Miami versus Buffalo. That was an electric game, last minute, like mm-hmm. five four three two one countdown. They didn't get a playoff to win it. That was a close game. 
but that was everybody healthy, you know, or mm-hmm. or yeah. kind of ready to go. You know, they played most of the game. Tua has been shaken up since, or, or you know, we could, we won't get into that, but he hasn't been himself. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, should he retire, should he not retire, he's going to play. Uh, you can't tell an athlete to just, you know, just hang him up. That's like the, the last thing you want point. somebody to know. Yeah, but if he's clear. When you've had multiple concussions in a season, you've notably had back issues, like, rib cage issues at what point are you kind of like it's not worth it (laughs) i agree it's like when you when you you know the andrew luck factor the calvin johnson the uh the gronk uh these are people that i think looked before they got lifetime injuries Mm -hmm. they looked at it he it's hard as a competitor to have that injury happen or injuries happen and and just go, you know what, hang them up, let's call it, because you're going to be like, what if? It's easier, I think, to say, let's hang it up before you get those decisions, because it's like, it's an easier decision, meaning I made the decision, not the injury. So I don't think Tua makes the decision to hang them up. Um, He's a hard worker. He's been through injuries his whole career. That was Alabama. He had a couple injuries, the hip the ankle, the knee, whatever it was, and then now the concussions. It's sad, man, because I, I root for him. Uh, I have but no skin. I say I don't like Mike McDaniels because it, what? Listen, I get that there's a medical staff, and that is their true job to their true job is just to say you can play, you can't play. At what point, as you, as a head coach, you are res, the head respect of these guys. You tell them, and they listen and hang on to every word you say. Where are you for player advocacy and saying? dude, I love you. I appreciate you. We have a great relationship. Something like this isn't right. Something's not right. And that's Mm. what is my biggest gripe with him is he's all about, I think he's just too egotistical and I want to prove everyone wrong. I want to do it. I feel like he's not actually there as an advocate for his players and them as a whole. Fair. I like him as far as uh, his scheme, and I love that he's a nerd. He's like a hip-hop nerd. You know, he's a modern-day co- uh, coach where he's, uh, you know, he, he, he looks like he's stoned every time he does an interview. Oh, yeah. I love that. But he's a smart dude. So he went to Yale, I believe, uh, and he, he studied under Shanahan. So uh, my pick will be the Bills. I will be rooting for the, the Dolphins. Wherever I'm watching the game, I have a, a, a Dolphins jersey. I'm going to be rocking. But like you said, Fort, there's teams that I want to win and there's teams that I know are going to win. I want – I'm going all in on the Dolphins. I want, believe. I'm not going to half-ass it. But (laughs) if the Dolphins win, man, that might be – this might be one of the biggest upsets of all time. The Bills are are as healthy as they've been all year. They're super inspired, uh, you know, from Hamlin's situation. (laughs) So, uh, you know, they're going to be playing with Jesus – Chuck Norris, all these inspirations, you know, all, all those fables out there for them, for to, them to lose. Other right. things and emotions right. everywhere else. And I'm taking the Bills as well. I, I think the home field advantage is what really does it for me on that one. I hope it's a good. I hope it's a close game at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah bad and have yeah. And the, <laughs> I love it. Uh, now for me, Jiking, yeah. uh Jikings. Giants, Vikings, yeah, put them all together. <laughs> Giants, Vikings, uh, Vikings are giving three, 4.30 games Sunday. Talk to us, Jill. 
I, so I was actually impressed with this. I was talking about this last night with a group of people. We can't believe that they're only getting three. I genuinely would have assumed this would have been a six or seven point game. I, I love both of these teams. Let's, I, I love Kirk Cousins. I have loved Kirk Cousins. I'm so happy that it just has taken him, what, 25 years of being in this league, it seems like, for him to finally have a good season. On the other hand of the Giants, Brian Dayball, I know, like, I get the Lions. We talked about this briefly. I love the Lions, love Dan Campbell. But Brian Dayball, in my head, I, I'm i enamored by him and his ability and what he did with this team. I cannot wait in the draft and offseason to see how this team develops further. I just, unfortunately, I don't think at this moment it is the Giants' year. I think this is a great foundation for them to take learn it all, get it, practice, preseason, draft, all that great things, build an O-line, get Daniel Jones some receivers. I think it's a great foundation. I think the Vikings are a little bit more far along in that idea of foundation, and that's why I like them to win this game. I think the plus three scares me, so I would probably personally betting head towards money lines because – if you're, if you're given three, that means it's gonna. You're thinking it's gonna be close. Just give me an outright money line on that. Yes, yeah, especially at home. I've heard like, and I've learned along the way that like, if a team is minus three at home, it's just because they're at home. So like, yep. lean towards money line. I mean, I love Kirk Cousins too. Kirk O'Chains. The <laughs> season has been great for him, but it's just something about it when it's not a 1 p.m. game. And <laughs> I mean, like the Giants have been doing so much with so little, like no receivers. Oh, like, yeah. You know, banged up O line. Like it's just been like Daniel Jones and Barkley. And I think they keep it going. I'm not going to be like my co host. I'm not even going to say his name right now and pick against Uh-oh. his team because that's wild. So I like the Giants. I think the Giants keep it going. Barkley has the big game because that Minnesota defense is, eh. But it I is. Do think it Patrick is. Peterson gets a pick. Okay. Oh. Uh, my South Florida guys. Whew. Okay. I like that. Yeah, uh, right. Good, good, team, good. Fe- no, good feedback. Even if you guys didn't or you didn't, it, it's good feedback. And and if you would have told me at the beginning of this season, we'd be A, talking about the Giants in the playoffs, and B, talking that they might have a shot in the first round. I'd be like, what the fuck happened to our season? Who do we get? Um, and we didn't get anybody. We lost a lot of people. So uh, prior to this episode, I tried to put it on my Plexico Burris jersey, which I owned the last time they uh, won the Super Bowl, but uh, didn't do well with the green screen. So I had to go Odell Beckham, which I haven't worn since the last time they made the playoffs. So now our boat picture curse is over because that was bad when we, we got annihilated in Green Bay. Oh, um, yeah. But this giant season, like you said, I love that you said that, Jill, where it's not our season. It, it isn't. We're, we're, we're kind of uh, a baseball reference with the Yankees when we were doing so well uh, in 2017-18 where we were kind of rebuilding and uh, we went to the, uh, the right before Game 7 of the conference finals of, the, of baseball to go to the World Series uh, – we weren't supposed to be there. So we were playing with house money. Same thing with the giants. Now where that team, the last two times we won, we weren't supposed to be there in the first round, second or third. So I'm going to appreciate this game. I'm going to 
love watching every minute of this game because uh, we're not supposed to be there. House money, all the cliches. But the thing that we do have is we have tape on the Vikings. Um, you I guys think also that... love, and it's my favorite thing about the Giants, and even on the prior road. just this season, ugly football. And you guys yeah, are we so love ugly good football. at it. <laughs> so good at it. G-men, ugly football. That's like the tagline. Yeah. If 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 the over if the over under or the combined score by halftime is under twenty, we got a shot. Yeah. Like ten nothing, yeah, even if it's ten nothing Vikings, we have a shot. Fourteen nothing Vikings, we have a shot. As long as it's within that, we so you're right. So I'm gonna go Giants on this because uh Homer, bias, I don't care. Uh but I'm gonna watch this game and appreciate the fact that uh, we have a lot, uh, a lot more hope for the future than we did coming in. Saquon, DJ doing his thing, give them both contracts. Uh, for the record, Jill, you have. Oh, I, I'm taking the Vikings, and again, okay. I'm taking it at home. And I think, in the the concept of playoffs, I think they're just a more well-rounded. No problem. Team. I won't hold it against you. Fort <laughs> Giants officially. Giants, man. Okay. Let's okay. Get it. Okay. <laughs> Next game, Sunday Night Football, Ravens-Bengals, division rival. Uh, Lamar, questionable. Uh, the Bengals look pretty much healthy, ready to go on all, all formats. Um, I know Dobbins, I believe, um, is – no, Gus Edwards is questionable as well. Marcus That's Peters, they, they're, they're a little bit more banged up than the Bengals. They're yeah, always so, questionable. For sure. Yeah, right up until game time. I think Lamar, real quick – doesn't miss this game. I think. No, I think can't. he plays sixty percent. He's playing. So talk to us about uh, this matchup, Jill. Uh, so I actually I went to a Bengals Ravens game the the first meeting of the season in Baltimore. I was at that. Game. I did see that. Yep, I see. Um, that. It was a lot of fun. It's so interesting this AFC North division this season. Every one of these games have been aside from the Bengals Steelers game the first week of the season, and then really this last week of the season. Every AFC North team game has been it's like a difference of two to three points each game. They're really good at keeping it close. They know their opponents very well. I Lamar has to play. Let it, whether he's trying to get a deal with the Ravens or he is looking at going elsewhere and however that's going to work out, Lamar needs to play to show off he's capable of playing in a, a playoff game. However, the Ravens in the playoffs in the last couple of years haven't been the same. I think there's a lot of struggles offensively. And to me, I think offseason, they really need to take a look at Greg Roman and probably should fire him. That's really my biggest reservation. I think the defense has issues and has struggles, but I think they can that that, that whole team can be good defense. The defensive side of it can show up and be good and play a game. Their offensive side just really scares me. Whereas the Bengals beginning of the season looked like garbage. It was absolutely astounding that they had just gone to a Super Bowl. I think now in the end of the season where they've really redeveloped this team, I think they're ready to push for the playoffs and especially being such high competitors against a team like the Chiefs, they're going to easily take this game against the Ravens. Yeah, I think Lamar definitely has to play. It's a tough situation for him because of the whole contract stuff. Mm -hmm. Everyone around him is getting paid. They just paid um, dude from the Bears that they got. No, I think they paid Patrick Queen just now. They drafted yeah. him. But 
like you said, he has to play because it, it's either the Ravens that are going to pay him or someone else. We already know mm-hmm. what he can do. He was an MVP, but we got to see what he does in the playoffs. I hate saying this just because, again, South Florida guy, Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. I don't really think it's going to matter if he if he plays. I think the Bengals have been playing absolutely some of their best football. Jamar Chase is back. T. Higgins is playing well. They got the other receiver that, that's really good, Joe Mixon. Like, O-line's finally good. And Burrow is Joe Burr, Joe Cool. Like, he's been doing it. So, I mean – it's it's just a seven point spread. I think the Bengals cover that, and I hate saying that because I know it's probably going to be a close game. Because again, we got a lot of division rivals. Oh, the last the time they met, it was a seven point spread, and yeah. So. So. I, I, I think I think the Bengals pretty much win handily. I think it's going to be out the gate. The, yeah. The Ravens' offense cannot keep up. Cannot no, keep up. They, they in don't nowhere near the playmakers that Cincinnati does, and it kind of sucks because. But I don't. Lamar think, good playmakers, and he's going to do something with it. But it, here's my issue: I don't think it's that the current players aren't good playmakers. I single-handedly, I think it's a coaching issue, and I'm not ready to necessarily look at Harbaugh yet. And that's why I'm going Greg Roman. I think he needs to be out of there. Get rid of that OC, and bring in some some an OC especially a little bit more of a run-minded OC because we need Lamar to stop pass, or stop passing, stop running. I enjoy him running. I enjoy his spurts, and he's good at it, but he needs to be utilized as an actual quarterback and not mm-hmm. in running back position. So get rid of Greg Roman, get somebody that can come in, revitalize that offense, and I think you see a different Ravens team. One of my good friends from like way back, he's, he's a big Ravens fan, and that's like a weekly tweet of him, fire Rick. It's all fun when a young quarterback is running until, you know, year three, four and five come up and it's just the body's not the same. The hits I'm watching it with DJ with, with the giants where I, I enjoy his running, but it, it's got to stop at some point. Once we pay him, it's got to stop because it's got to be a quarterback first, throwing quarterback first, and then you run. Not, I'm going to run. If I don't have the run, let me pass. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's not going to last. So um, as I look at this game, for me, uh, the the Bengals have won eight in a row, technically nine in a row due to a coin flip yeah. or whatever uh, because of the Bills. But they're on fire. Uh, before the season, a lot of people ri- – I, 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 I wrote them off as well, but uh, a lot of people on, on you know ESPN, et cetera, wrote the Bengals off. Can they do it again? Can they go on another run? Um, and, and they started off very slow. A lot of people talking oh, yeah. shit about them, um, d- injuries. They, they, they went past that, and now they're on fire. And it's all about NFL. Definitely, if you're on fire and you're clicking, that'll get you right into uh, the, the playoff mode. So uh, I think the Bengals handle this pretty easily, regardless if Lamar plays or not. Um, that's all I have to say. So I got yeah. Bengals. I, I'm going Bengals. I would love to see it close. I just I don't think it will. Port Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. We're on Cincinnati. last game. Last game before we do our playoff <laughs> predictions and we sign off for uh, episode 58. Cowboys hate them. They're giving two and a half to the Bucks. This is a very intriguing. I think this could oh, yeah. go uh, anyway. Talk to us, Joe. So 
the Cowboys are just following along in that same regimen. And I feel like it's ever since Dak Prescott's been there. They have kind of a little bit of a slow start. Then all of a sudden, the middle of the season, look incredible. You're like, is this it? Is this the year that the Cowboys are going to do it? And then they get to the playoffs, and then you're like, oh, it's the Cowboys. Um, So typically going up against this Bucs team, I would be like, Bucs all day. However, this season has been absolutely insane in the concept of the Buccaneers. And I'm, I've been preaching it all season long. I think Tom Brady dealing with his own at home issues has mentally become very separated from the team. Cause we've had those moments where he's traveling separate from the team and the, this and the, that. And I think that obviously we're seeing an on-field relationship issue because you mean to tell me these people just want a Super Bowl and he has a lot of the same team members and all of a sudden passes are being dropped, plays aren't being made properly. So I think there's a more mental disconnect on this Bucks team. It seems like in the last few weeks they've been playing better football and getting it put together, whereas the Cowboys I've noticed in the last couple of weeks have been playing less better football. I think you nailed it in saying it can go either way. I just personally, I'm going to go, this isn't necessarily the most educated football pick. I'm just going to go based off of my gut feeling. The Bucks do not deserve this playoff slot as opposed to other teams. So give me the Cowboys where I think they're a team that deserves a little bit more. I love the, I love the phrase less better, by the way. Yeah, less better. It's, it's, it's totally not correct, but that's something, that's a phrase I would use. Go ahead for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm with you there. I I don't think that this should be a Bucks home game. I don't think that just because they won their division, they should mm-hmm. be a home game. The Cowboys won like two, three more games. I'm all for hey, better record, get the home game. You win more games, that's what you deserve. Get divisions out of there for playoffs. I also learned this at a very young age, but I am, but I am a very stubborn person. <laughs> don't bet against Tom Brady. And I kept doing it, and every single time I lost. So I can't bet against this guy. He just always seems to pull it out. If there's 45 seconds left on the clock and they're down by a touchdown or less, like he's probably going to win the game. And it's you hate it because I did. I saw this my whole life. I still see it. So I like Bucks two and a half. I mean, I think they're probably going to win the game because it's just a perfect perfect mix of Brady being Brady and the Cowboys being the Cowboys. They're going to find a way to choke. <laughs> that's to that's, it, that's it. That's actually the so, description of the game. <laughs> give me the Bucks. I, I like the Bucks. I like Brady. And it's, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird game to be so stumped up on. Like, that yeah. is amazing. And the NFL knows what they're doing. They made that the only game that day, that night. Like, right. On Monday night. Like, come on. My, my picks are simple. Uh, my pick for this game is simple. Just like across the board, there's three teams that I enjoy to watch lose almost as much as I like Wait, to watch my guess. teams win. Go ahead. Uh, Eagles, the uh, Redskins football team commanders, and the Cowboys. <laughs> it's funny. that That's a good guess in football, but it was across the board in sports, meaning oh. the New York Knickerbockers – the Boston Red Sox and the Dallas Cowboys. I, whenever they have a, a meaningful game, those three teams, I I lust 
for those teams to lose way more than I'm passionate about my team um, in a situation. So the Cowboys, I will never take them in uh, under any circumstance. It will be the devil versus the Cowboys. I am Satan lover, if that's the case. So I will go with the Bucks. Tom Brady, he's a single man. He's a little bit of a weirdo with his kids <laughs> off the record. Uh, you know, we had to throw in some jokes in this podcast. We we went we went 48 minutes without any like weird jokes. I had to throw it in there. Uh, he he is kind of a creeper with his kids. Stop doing that. Stop taking pictures and videos. Guy all together is weird. I'm sorry. It's weird. And I I have my own personal thoughts on him that I don't hey. want to delve into. But I think all together he's a weird dude. This was heavy I mean, on football. Reconstruction stuff going on. Like. He's a good-looking guy, but Jill, we will have you back on yeah. next time. We will talk a lot of you know off-the-record type stuff. This is just a, a professional podcast. Let's let's stay yeah. on the field. Let's stay on the field this episode. But I got the Bucks, Jill. Who do you have? I'm taking the boys. The boys, Fort. Bucks, baby. Let's go. All right. That, now another pick six. Now that we gave you guys easy, easy money, you know, to go on and bet, uh, and we'll, we'll see how that goes on. Maybe, Jill, if we, when you come back to South Florida, we'll have you on maybe yeah. right before the Super Bowl. We'll have some fun. I, I think we, 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 we dig the vibes. Let's go with a quick last segment. Okay. Super Bowl, AFC, NFC. Who do you got and who do you got winning it? Oof. Okay. I'm going to go – this isn't ne- – like, I'm not coupling foot- a lot of football knowledge into this. I'm going to go based off of kind of like how you guys have been doing it with a who-you-want type of a deal. I would love to see the Bengals, and I'm going to go Vikings. I think that would be a fun matchup, and give me the Bengals. I just threw up in my mouth if I ever have to watch that Super Bowl. Hey, that, Vikings, that, would be good, that would be a good matchup. Like, It'd be fun. I just want to see Jonas, iced out. Like, give me more iced out Kirk. What is going to the Super Bowl iced out Kirk look like? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, that would be that would be a very fun young, like with uh, Jefferson. Uh-huh. You got uh, Jamar Chase. You got a lot of fun. Yeah, no, together, like that'd be that. a very good modern day. You know, it, it, all right, fine. All right, uh, all right. I like it more than when you talk me into it. Yeah, no, all right. It's cool. It's hip. It's hip-hop. It's good for social media. It's a good Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, it gives a li- right. We'll see a lot of gritties, and I don't want to see any more gritties on the field. <laughs> we'll see way too many gritties uh, for who you like got, Super gritty. Bowl. I like the gritty. All right, hey, but it's Bowl, it's done. It's like the dab. Bowl, I'm, dab son. Besides yeah, the Dolphins. Besides the Dolphins, I, I'm not going to do that to y'all because that's way too homework. Besides the Dolphins. I mean, come on. I do like the Bengals. I think the Bengals can – they have what it takes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really hot. They're hot at the right time. So I'm going to take the Bengals AFC-wise. Going to back-to-back Super Bowls is, is insane in itself. So that would be cool. I don't want the Bills. Fuck that. But <laughs> NFC, give me the 49ers. I want this matchup. Debo, Jamar Chase, fucking Joe Ugh. Mixon, CMC, Brandon Ayuk, two young head coaches. Defense on both sides is pretty good. So let's go, man. Let's Bengals, go. 
Bengals 49ers. Who's going to win? Okay. Bengals. Okay. Oh, okay. So, we're, yeah, but okay, we're Bengals over here. Let's go. Cincinnati. Okay. I like that. I like that. I don't like it, but I'm just saying I like that. I like that. Um, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go generic. There's there's one matchup. I could have gone with my, my Buffalo Bills that I picked preseason, but a lot has happened since then, and I'm no longer rooting for the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm going to go on the AFC side. I'm going to go in Kansas City. Uh, I just think, you know, they lost last year, and they, they, they were in it as much. Remember that? Uh, well, we were going live we or we were recording we were we were recording episodes yeah, while watching those games and they were fun, man. Bills, Chiefs, or or Bills uh Chiefs, Bengals. Well, we they were fun games. Yes. So last couple of years we've been recording pods while watching that live. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna go generic with the uh the best two teams. I'm gonna go Chiefs, Eagles. My Ew, only other bro. I know, I know. Hey, uh if you, if you, you say I, I need the Eagles. Gross. To not do anything. And oh, I, me solely, too. I hate the well, Eagles. It's solely not because of anything with the team. I, I'm all go, go team. I can't deal with more Eagles fans. I, I know. I hate them. I they're the worst. They're the, my second rebuke hateful it. team. I'm they're they're the worst. No one likes. I don't think Philly fans like themselves. I, I'm under. I'm, I, I'm pretty I sure. I would they agree do. with that. Snowball they hate themselves. They hate themselves. It doesn't get any worse than that. So I I know, but I'm trying to be unbiased. I got Chiefs, Eagles. I think uh, I'm gonna go the Chiefs if that's the matchup because there's no way I'm I want the Eagles to win. The other other team, the other team that I have in mind, but I don't think they have a, like that quarterback is with the, with the Niners. I love I love the the defense, the elite, but it's like when you need to score, can you get it done? They have the weapons, but something tells me that that that. that if they matched up with the Eagles, the Eagles will get it done. They're they're fucking elite. There's a reason why they were almost undefeated all year, and they've won, they've only lost a couple games. So uh, it'll be fun. Thank you for your predictions, and we'll, uh, quick, we'll MVP? Uh, I'll make sure to clip this. Who's MVP? MVP of oh, that game? Go ahead. No, Go just ahead. MVP. Oh, of MVP of the season. season? Oh, yeah. that's a good pick. Go ahead. Uh, I I feel like I change it weekly. I think uh, MVP has become a quarterback award. Yeah, it, no, it really is. I, I hate it. I'm vehemently against quarterbacks because it's. I feel like it's always a quarterback. I I hate that it's just quarterbacks. They to should be quite honest. I would love to see it between either Justin Jefferson or it, it, really three wide receivers. It's kind of just my top, and it changes weekly mm. who I think gets it. Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, or Tyreek Hill. I think all three of those guys have made the season – Damn, more entertaining to watch. and that's what's valuable you want the more entertaining player and yeah. weekly it changes by which one of those jefferson's think, never missed the game i love that's that what I, i'm gonna say i think love jefferson that. has been a lot more on the consistent oh, basis of that god so. yeah. his numbers are ridiculous played mm-hmm. 16 games 17 games 17 games mm-hmm. uh receptions 88 108 128 uh Oh my dude, his numbers are are. Stu- this is the first time I ever look at his career numbers. Yeah. They're stupid. He's he's gonna win Offensive Player of the Year just because he should. Holmes is gonna win MVP. That's right, and, and that. MVP yeah. always goes to a quarterback. So I always try to stray away from quarterbacks. No, I like I like that you do that because I hate that that's become a strictly quarterback award. And right. uh, if that's the case, just make a quarterback award like the baseball has like a Cy Correct. Young and an MVP. It's like just do it different. 
You could do that. Yeah. It's fine. More money for you guys, more advertisement. Um, we went a little longer than expected. We, um, while we're recording, I'm thinking about, I'm like, out of all the people we've tried to have on the podcast, whether we know them a lot more than you do, um, well, when we're traveling, we have to make accommodations. The fact that you were able to do this um, means a lot to us, seriously. Um, yeah. We appreciate 100%. that because you're on vacation. You don't have to do it. You don't know us. We don't know you. Um, you could easily said, hey, when I get back, you couldn't do yesterday and you said you'd do today. Uh, that means a lot. We'll make it up somehow if we can help you out in any way or, or coming back. That That's dope. That shows your character and, and who you are. So uh, it's easy to say no uh, in the, the podcast realm that we're in. And the fact that you said yes uh, pretty right away uh, after you could have do Monday, we tip our caps to you. But Thank you. Thank you for before, having me. Before you log, uh, before we log off, um, you know, anything you want to promote, podcast, anything you got going on, shout outs, uh, go ahead. Yeah, really, realistically, follow me. He has it all down there. They both do. It's great. It's easy. Uh, I've on, I've honestly been on a little bit of a hiatus with my podcast because this season I've I've done a little bit of travel, which I'm very grateful for. But it's kind of thrown a wrench into a lot of my my podcasting. So definitely something that will be back on a strict schedule. But go ahead, give a follow, uh, and then I'm always posting stuff on my social media accounts, which are all the same. It's Jill Bajol. So follow me all over the place. And that's that. Love it. Episode 58, Elvis Eskimo, Fort Sama, Jill Bajol. Go follow her. Check her out. She's awesome. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Enter the lab. Exit the lab. Peace.